the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Sure is bright and sunny on a Thursday afternoon. Randy Corcoran in. Filling in for Stefan Tubbs, who is on vacation and hanging around with some luminaries. I saw some pictures earlier. We'll, uh, we'll let him spill the beans on that if he decides to come back. So good to have you here at 4.05. Just a gorgeous day outside. 50 degrees now in Aurora, 53 over there in hell, otherwise known as Denver. And, uh, man, the legislature is continuing to do whatever they can to heat up the hell faction in Denver, these safe obje- injection sites and and rule after rule, law after law. It's going to be very interesting to see what um, Jared Polis decides to sign and what he doesn't, given his um, not announced but not so secret desire to run for president, apparently, this term. Really glad to have you here. I do Saturday evenings here on 710 KNUS. We call it Wake Up with Randy Corcoran. Used to be, well, I started out doing a morning show, but it does not have anything to do with the time of day. It's get your head out of the dark sides, pay attention to what's going on. If you're not starting to understand now what your government, what Democrat legislators, what the J6 committee, what Dr. Fauci, what so many others have been doing to you, uh, then, man, where have you been? Because every single day, more evidence comes out on fraudulent elections, on the origins of the CCP COVID-19 virus, of the influence of Dr. Fauci and American money on gain-of-function research, on the horrific way that we left Afghanistan And now testimony in the congressional record from an American sharpshooter, a sniper, who said he was forbidden from taking the shot that he had on the suicide bomber that cost us 13 American heroes in Afghanistan. And that is just the start. 303-696-1971 is the number here. For the most part tonight, it's just going to be me and you, you and me. And uh, anything that you want to talk about. But, man, I've got plenty for you. At 5 o'clock, though, we will take a pause from whatever we're talking about to continue. Uh, Deb Flora has just been so good about all this. Of course, she did that viral uh, recording at the Douglas County School Board. And uh, that led to, uh, really, I thought, a great opening for the the movie, the documentary that she and her husband put together about schools and the disaster that's going on in there. We hear more and more. We see more and more every single day the censoring that's going on. If anybody just dares to try and show the garbage, the trash, the pornography that uh, the these school boards in these left-wing school boards that are uh, really primarily in control of our schools, unfortunately – the junk they want to shove down our children's throats, our young children sticking in the library, these horrific books. Apparently, I was just being told about this, didn't see it, but was being told about it as I walked in. Ron DeSantis 
was having a press conference of some kind, and he was talking about and holding up displaying library books being put front and center for young children in Florida schools, and the TV station had to cut away. They had to cut away because it was so graphic. We've had mothers who are are told they're reading from these books, and they're told you have to stop. You know, they're thrown out of the school board meetings. In one case, a mom sued the school board because they wouldn't take the books out. They wouldn't let her demonstrate, show what was going on. And the school board had to pay $100,000 of her attorney's fees. Just more and more every single day is being exposed. And we're going to continue that tradition here tonight on the Stephan Tub Show. Because it, I... <laughs> You know, I'm the Republican National Committee, man. If you follow me or my shows or, or uh, attend any of my meetings, uh, chair the largest Tea Party group here in Colorado, and, uh, you know, I'm just out there quite a bit with politics, with uh, activism, and all of those things, you know that in spite of the mess that we're in with, uh, of course, Colorado and the city and county of Denver and, and the homelessness, the crime, the drugs, the escalating costs of eggs and bread and gasoline and housing and heating and you you can't even begin to I mean I couldn't do the list in this opening segment because it just goes on and on and on and in the face of all of it and I feel it in the depths of my soul and I believe it down to the bottom of my heart we are in the midst of the great awakening because people are beginning to realize that uh, their blindness to the long-term plans of these radicals now in charge of the Democrat Party and the, the long-term goals of unilateral power and control and taking away American sovereignty, individual sovereignty, gun rights, parental rights, and all of it, uh, you're seeing the results of it at an accelerated pace. And we have such a contrast to the incredibly peaceful and successful energy, almost completely independent at lower cost, no new wars, Accord, Abraham Accords, bringing a beginning of more peace to the Middle East. All of these things that went on during the the left wing caused chaos of the four years of President Donald Trump. And people are now feeling it. They're feeling it in their pocketbooks. They're seeing it in their schools and the depression and drug use and and their stolen catalytic converters and their stolen cars. And it's reaching into the very essence of individual Americans' lives. And they're waking up. We are on God's time. We, we want things to change and be this way and not that way. And, and for believers, you know, the signs all around us that can make it feel like we are right here in the end times. And, and who knows? God knows the answer to those questions. I don't. I just know that my job is to continue to talk about, to expose the evil and fight for the good every way and every day that I can. And this is one of those ways, the opportunity to be in front of a microphone and spend the afternoon here with you on the Stephan Tubbs Show. I started to talk about, um, or I mentioned anyway, Deb Flora and the great work that she's doing in schools as, because I wanted to let you know that we were going to take uh, a bit of a divergence at 5 o'clock from the, uh, for instance, portions of Trump's CPAC, CPAC speech that I want to share with you this afternoon and the unbelievably 
and undeni- unbelievably horrific and undeniable video that, thanks to House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and Tucker Carlson, we now have had some minuscule access to to see just what a lie the whole narrative about the January 6th insurrection has become. I'm going to share some of that with you as well. But the divergence we're going to take is uh, to spend some time with two fine ladies, Tamara Farah. I didn't write down the name of the other lady. I'll, I will do that on the break uh, because there's an event coming up on Sunday, and we you've got to know about it. It's power to the parents, and it's going to be at the St. Thomas More Catholic Church in Inglewood. And um, it's just another, I think this is a Freedom Works event, and it's just another piece of the so many people now that are out there trying to empower parents. And very interesting yesterday, I was over at uh, at one of the hospitals picking up some records that we needed for my wife, and uh, and somebody called out, way out of my past, a longtime colleague, now retired from the practice of law, and I just just dropped. I hadn't heard talk to this person in forever, and uh, and I didn't recognize the number, and of course knew who it was right away. And we got into a good conversation, and it had come onto his heart to that as lawyers, when we hear from legislators and from school board members who don't think or want to push against the power of parents to decide whether their children transition, you know, begin at 8 or 11 or or cut off body parts or wear chest binders or uh, be exposed to pornography in their – and not only exposed to but directed to pornography in their school libraries or at the drag queen hangouts that uh, kids are being dragged to and all of that, uh, that we should remind these lefties – that one of the landmark cases, one that I argue all the time in my family law uh, practice when a, an issue of parental rights comes up versus, say, grandparents or the state making decisions about kids, is a Supreme Court case called um, – and I didn't write down the name and now it just left me. I'll get that name as well. But the Supreme Court case is stands for the proposition that parental rights are – uh, virtually supreme, you know, that, that you start with the uh, assumption, with the belief, with the understanding that parents have a fundamental right, fit parents have a fundamental right to the care and control and making those choices for their children. And that case, whose name naturally now eludes me, but uh, that case was actually signed off on and agreed to by perhaps one of the smartest but radically left Supreme Court justices that we've ever had, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So just another little quiver in the arsenal. And uh, uh, it was interesting that that dropped into my lap. But um, we're going to have these power to the parents folks on to tell you and invite you to their event on Sunday at 2.30 at the St. Thomas More Catholic Church. Just part of our continuing efforts to get more and more parents reinvolved in uh, and stopping the indoctrination and the the damage that is being done to our children in these public schools. The reason I decided, though, to play some of the Trump stuff is that it's interesting. As Republican National Committee man, I have really had no contact with certain aspects of the Republican Party, and you know we all get into the name calling sometimes. There's the crazies, uh, as we're called on the right. And then there's the establishment or the rhinos, Republicans in name only, who are on the on the 
other side of the right, on the more moderate side of the right. And uh, it, it, you know, it's useful sometimes because those labels do have some meaning as you build history and context and watch what people do. But um, on the other hand, especially here in Colorado, where, you know, Republicans can't be any lower than they are now, there is a recognition of a need to find some new solutions. The left, the, they implemented the blueprint. Jared Polis was a part of that. It's been so incredibly successful. A book was written about it. And, and they've, they've created these mechanisms for doing things. Uh, that, and they really don't need their party, the Democrat Party here in Colorado, to do very much. And I think there's a recognition that uh, – um, that we've got to find a way to come together and and do what the Democrats do better and then learn from it, build on it, and innovate on our own. And, and that's very exciting to me to actually have some contact with sort of that other side of the Republican Party because together we're going to be a lot more powerful. But one of the things that I hear is that, you know, in Colorado, Trump doesn't sell. Trump is... Uh, he's a disaster. He he hurts you. There are Republicans who say, you know, I want to support the Republican and I want to support the Republican nominee for president. But if it's Trump, I just can't do it. So we've got to move on from Trump. And I say hogwash. And it's not because, you know, I admit I was at CPAC last week and I spent time with President Trump and a second time I've had a chance to actually speak with him and so I've, I've developed a, a whole different sort of perspective on, on what he's like as a person to be around. And, you know, I haven't been around enough to be some great judge or anything. But you have instincts about people and you have feelings about your interactions. And they've all just been so favorable with Trump. And as Republican National Committee man, I'm um, required to remain neutral in primaries. But I don't think that stops me from talking about what I think, what's good about DeSantis, what I'm concerned about with DeSantis, what's good about Trump, what might be concerning about Trump or any of the other candidates. But when I hear this stay away from Trump or stay away from election conversations, I just have to push back. And the reason is that people, especially Republicans uh, who loved so much of Donald Trump's presidency and so much of Donald Trump's policies, um, turn away from him is because they bought into the corrupt, coordinated, Democrat-controlled, media machine, left-wing mantras about Donald Trump. And it's our job as representatives of our values and of our party and of a president who did more for this country and, and showed the path to success in so many areas, even though he was faced with constant opposition, not only from the left-wing, but from within his own party, from even before he took the Oval Office, uh, just un, unimaginable opposition, legal opposition, policy opposition, people lying to him, people spying on him, all of those things, and yet accomplish so much that the very least we owe these people some truth. And now with these videos that I've been talking about for two years coming out about J6, uh, with more and more being exposed by Twitter about the collusion, the apparent collusion between the FBI, who seemed like kind of an arm of Twitter, or maybe Twitter was an arm of the FBI, 
on what you could share and what you couldn't and who needed to be investigated and Hunter Biden's laptop, all of those things. It's not time to turn the page and walk away from the most successful Republican president uh, since Reagan. And if you compare what Trump was up against, I would say more successful than Reagan. Uh, You can't have Trumpism without Trump. And Trumpism really sets the stage for so many of the uh, long-term goals that we've had as constitutional conservatives, free market activists. And I know, you know, fair free market activists. I, I really, Trump really turned me around on things like tariffs to China, et cetera. But it's our job to push back on the false narratives. And then if people don't like what they see, don't like what they hear, obviously that's up to them. But I got to tell you, I I was sitting within a few rows of President Trump, and this was after having been with him and and talking with him, taking a picture with him and stuff, within a few rows of him on the stage at CPAC when he went. I mean, the guy had already been going for two, two and a half hours before he took the stage, meeting with people, doing the pictures, doing the handshakes, a special VIP event where he went, did 20 minutes with no notes or anything else, just him and those of us who were there. And then walked out on stage and delivered two hours of incredible new policy uh, attacks and standing up. And he kicked it off with just something that for people like me who got involved in politics, because we were so tired of the establishment way of doing business in Washington, D.C., the the George W. Bush and and I guess I won't say Mitch McConnell. He's in the hospital suffering from a concussion. But the. Uh, Uh, the George W. Bush and the Karl Rove Republican way of doing things, and then what we've learned about the deep state and what they did to try and take down this president, I was inspired when I heard this. When we started this journey, a journey like there has never been before, there's never been anything like this. We had a Republican Party that was ruled by freaks. But we are never going back to the party of Paul Ryan, Karl Rove, and Jeb Bush. Yeah, and of course the applause went on. But that's just music to my ears when I see turncoats like Paul Ryan and and the the way he interfered with the first couple years of Donald Trump's presidency when Republicans had control of all branches of government and we came within a a whisker, you know, John McCain not allowing us to uh, repeal and then replace Obamacare, the Unaffordable Care Act. It just uh, it just fires me up to have that fighter. We've got some text messages coming in. Uh, BS Randy, we'll look at that one when we come back. I'm running late. It's 423. Randy Corcoran in for Stephen Tubbs. I think we've got Lori Kelman in the newsroom. Am I right about that? Very good. Talk about a pros pro. Stay with us here on 710 KNUS. Clearly Leroy is having some fun. Bruno Mars. 429, Randy Corcoran in for Stephen Tubbs. Good to be here with you. And um, and Saturday on my show, 5 to 8 p.m., I will spend some time talking about some of the backroom stuff, some of the inside conversations, the less, uh, you know, prominent or public things that went on at um, at CPAC and some of my uh, really what I thought were the most special moments. And then um, if I run out of time on Saturday, get a bonus edition on Sunday when I get the 
honor an opportunity to guest host for Backbone Radio. That's 4 to 7 on Sunday. So really looking forward to a busy weekend with you. Anything we don't get to here, uh, we will carry over to Saturday. And, of course, when I rush back here to the studio on Saturday to do my 5 p.m. show, I'll only be rushing because I will be fresh off of the Colorado State Assembly where the Colorado GOP will be electing its new leadership team. And so I am sure hopeful that the voting's done in time for me to get out of there and get back here, but because uh, I don't want to pro- I want to watch it all. I want to see how this all plays out. But it's all paper ballots, only about 460 people voting. A maximum of seven ballots could occur for the chair race because of the number of candidates. You go through, I think, two ballots, and then on the third ballot, low, low man drops. And so eventually, by the time you get to that seventh ballot, you'd only have two left. Somebody would have to win. But I, I just don't expect that to happen. But so I'll have the inside reports on that, and we'll talk about CPAC and, and uh, anything else that's on your mind. We've been getting pretty busy on our Saturday nights, and I really do appreciate that. We've got callers we're going to get to here in a second, text messages coming in. Uh, don't forget, by the way, that 710 KNUS app. It's free to download, the best way to listen to 710 KNUS anywhere you have a um, an Internet connection. And uh, uh, But the fun thing about it is you can you download our podcast. You can just listen to them without downloading them. But you can also just text to studio. And you can do that at the 710 KNUS website as well. It just takes a second, comes, pops right in here. It's live. We can respond. We can read them on air. First one was somebody asking about my wife, and I appreciate that. We've been very public about uh, two brain aneurysms. And I just got to say that uh, yesterday and today have been great days for her, and we've got a plan, and we believe in God, and our fourth and fifth grandchildren are both in uh, in their respective baskets being cooked right as we speak. And so our blessings far out exceed our concerns. So thank you, Texter, for asking. Prayers for Tana, for anybody who's so inclined. And then this one, the one I talked about before the break, BS, Randy. And that's not exactly what they said. My issue with Trump is can he win? I don't care about how, to, how he did things. I loved his policies. I just want to know if he can win. And then some stuff about attacking DeSantis and the fact that uh, Trump, you know, was a big supporter of his uh, vaccine action and all of that. Things that are really concerning to uh, to. Republicans who respect DeSantis and don't think much of the vaccine. But can he win? Absolutely. Even if you believe the final vote count from 2020, and I absolutely do not, constitutional, unconstitutional laws that were passed and enforced, signature verification requirements that were lowered, ballot harvesting, all ki- extended voting, all kinds of things. You don't need voting machines to make the case about the stolen election in 2020. Uh, and, I, and I'll throw this down again. Anybody with a microphone, anybody with a camera or a blog or any, any, just any mechanism of communication that wants to challenge me on that, bring it on. Pick a state. Pick a topic. Let's go. Happy to do it. Um, but even if you believe the ridiculously inflated vote count for Joe Biden, basement Joe, from 2020, Donald Trump lost that election by about 44,000 votes. 44,000 votes in the right districts, in the right states, would have flipped the electoral college count. Out of 
theoretically, you know, 150 million votes cast. And during the last couple of years, both the RNC, Republican Party, and then multiple outside groups have been working on uh, correcting unconstitutional laws and processes and procedures and, and uh, winning court cases around the country, some 50-plus court active court cases with the RNC right now. So forget about the popular vote. You don't need to win the used to be seven, now eight electoral college votes in Colorado for Trump to if for him to win the presidency. But the idea that he can't win is nonsense. And for those that don't know, in 2022, and listen, I don't say that disparagingly. I don't say that. I, I understand why people wonder. I understand why people scratch their heads or worry because quite often they're getting such false information, uh, primarily from media sources, and, and you, we're all seeing how that goes. Uh, but that is the least of my concerns. And in 2022, Republicans, uh, even though they lost a couple of pretty significant races, won the popular vote across this country by 4 million votes. And if 2022 had been a presidential year, the Republican candidate would have won about 297 electoral college votes. You need, what, 272, I think. So that's my answer to that question. Before we jump, grab the first phone call of the day, let's just hear another minute of Donald Trump. We will use all necessary state, local, federal, and military resources to carry out the largest domestic deportation operation in American history. Other countries are emptying out their prisons, insane asylums, and mental institutions, and sending all of their problems right into their dumping ground, the USA. Think of it. They're emptying out their prisons, and you've heard me say that, but they're also emptying out their mental institutions. And uh, to use a strong couple of words, insane asylum. Insane asylum, that's where... Anybody see Silence of the Lamb? That's where they come from, insane asylum. That's a stronger word than a mental institution. And they're putting them into our country. Thank you very much. I will ask every state and federal agency to identify every known or suspected gang member in America and every one of them that is here illegally. And the towns know who they are. The towns and cities are the police. We love our police. I think police and military would vote for Trump if he becomes the nominee in 2024. Of course they will. And just contrast that. I don't know how many of you watch CPAC to the sort of milk toast speeches we got from uh, from men like Mike Pompeo and and uh, candidates like Nikki Haley reading from a teleprompter and uh, even even Ron DeSantis whose absence at CPAC was curious to me seems like you'd go there make make your own statement but uh, he's got his own ideas but his speech at the Reagan library was you know covers things that we like wokeness and the school boards and school craziness and, and so many great things. And, of course, as a governor, he's performed terrifically. But just compare the style and the information and the speech reading to when Donald Trump gets on a roll. All right, we promised to call at least one this break. Phone number here, 303-749-00. Oh, yeah, no, that, I'm giving my number. 303 That's my law firm. You can call my law firm. They'll transfer you over. 303-696-1971. 696-1971. We'll start with Dennis and Parker. Welcome. Hey, 
Good afternoon to you. I, I, I will do my best at brevity because I owe that to you and, and to the listening public. But um, a couple of things that just seem to be very aberrant is that we find nitpicking in regulations and chickens and everything else and guns and all of that, but they don't want to, the, the current Democratic majority don't want to go after the true things that are causing us a lot of problems, causing fentanyl and and deaths that exceed anything that we would have for gun control. Not not that gun control isn't important, but um, I, I think that's really just aberrant uh, political muster that they go after the the wrong uh, the wrong part of it. The the second part of my call is is that as you look at the the true election, I I did a couple of experiments myself to sign the ballot with with my signature that was with a very thick felt pen and couldn't even represent my uh, signature and it was approved. Not to mention the fact that uh, this most recent uh, election cycle, I was sent a note that says, we is if this is your current um, address, please mark that and, and uh, that it is your current because um, we'll change it back. And I'm thinking I've lived in my same house for since 96. And I'm wondering why in the heck are they making these kinds of changes and, and uh, sending out correspondence unless something much more sinister is happening with this whole mail out election process. Um, one of the things that I've noticed, Randy, is that there are seven major centers that uh, produce and mail all of the ballots and when they do that um they must have some culpability of what gets mailed where but i i just find it really crazy that um that that all of this stuff with the mail-in ballots is just so false uh, not to mention the fact i have a good friend that lives out in meridian that they have had their um post office boxes raided several times and uh, they have been broken into, but there's no signs of forcible entry. But it was around the well, the D- Dennis. I'm, I'm going to step. I'm going to step in at this point just because we're running out of time in this segment. But that's uh, fine. That's fine. but I, I but apologize. have you ever? That's okay. Have you ever looked into Eric? The Eric system that uh, that that brings all of this voter data together, and we have defenders of Eric here in Colorado, 19 states, I think of. Uh, or a chunk of them anyway, are opting out of Eric. They're much better systems. But Eric creates a lot of this phony address business. And um, I, I don't know that I want to get sidetracked on that right now. But um, one thing that we could all agree upon, and I'll be interesting to see what the leadership of the Republican Party, the new leadership after Saturday, wants to do, but it's a big winner on both sides of the political aisle, is just simply picture ID for voting. Can we get a ballot measure right together and make and work on that? Because if we just had picture ID, no more showing up with your uh, utility bill. I mean, the list of things you can bring in to, and cast a ballot in Colorado is insane. Uh, start with voter ID, things that people agree on, slowly and surely chip away the the lawsuit that uh, Judicial Watch filed, gosh, two years ago against Jenna Griswold to clean up the voter rolls. Still ongoing. She did not successfully get that case dismissed. Apparently, there are settlement negotiations going on right now. You can 
go in uh, to PACER, which is where you look at uh, federal court stuff, and see that uh, everything's been stayed because the parties are working out a resolution. Those kinds of things can result in thousands and thousands of changes in uh, the way votes are counted or the number of votes that get counted for a particular candidate. So all of these things are happening. They're underway, Dennis, and I'm extremely optimistic about them. I appreciate you waiting to weigh in, and it's good to talk to you here on the Stephan Tubbs Show. Same here, and thank you very much for your time. It's it's a joy to listen to you and listen to the station. You guys are rocking it. Thank you, sir. All right, Dennis's line is open, 303-696-1971. 442, we're still about 50 degrees here in Aurora. Sun is still up. You notice how much uh, brighter it is staying as the days get longer and longer. My Harley, I, it's, I don't have it at home. It's stored, and I can still hear it, like, rumbling in the distance saying, what about me? So very ready. Anyway, we're going to continue with some of this um, Donald Trump speech, The this heavily policy-laden speech from CPAC because I just haven't heard it really played, and I think it's important. And we're also going to educate the folks who just simply haven't been paying attention or got brainwashed by the television productions that the J6 committee put together about the truth that is also coming out about that. Just think. Of all the truth that's coming out, truth about elections, truth about the virus, truth about the origins of the virus, truth about January 6th, and truth about Donald J. Trump as well. It is a lot of fun to share all that with you. 443 Randy Corcoran, 710 KNUS. Clearly, Leroy is back from and recuperated. Holy smoke. Cooling off a bit, 49 degrees here in Aurora now, still hotter over there in hell, 51 degrees in Denver, where Democrats continue, and Democrat leadership, just like every Democrat-controlled city, make things worse and worse, including these safe injection sites, man. The Colorado liberals want to allow so-called safe injection sites, and we know that's, especially 710 listeners know that's a bad idea. We beat it back several years ago, but uh, there's probably no way to stop it now. Safe injection sites allow addicts to get high on illegal drugs like heroin and meth, literally without consequence. And, of course, it's a magnet for more drugs, more addicts. These so-called safe sites are just the worst for trash and crime and feces and danger and destruction and sadness. Help us kill the bill. Probably the only one to do it will be Governor Polis. We've got a Colorado Undivided banner on 710KNUS.com. You can click on it, put your name to the petition, and tell Governor Polis to veto House Bill 1202. It's brought to you by Deep Colorado Wells IEC, registered agent Stephen Wells, not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. Go to 710KNUS.com, click on the Colorado Undivided banner, help us kill the bill. Back to uh, text messages and the one texter who said, B.S., what I want to know is Trump, can Trump win? Well, <laughs> Joe Biden's got the answer. Guess what? You may remember I was running for office at the time, but you all may remember it, that the, I had a big fight with uh, the former president uh, and maybe future president. <laughs> Bless me, father. Oh, anyway. my goodness. I love one more time. Guess what? You may remember I was running for office at the time, but you all may remember it, that the, I had a big fight 
with uh, the former president uh, and maybe future president. Bless me, Father. Anyway. Y'all made me member. Y'all made me member. I am the leader of the free world, and I am losing the ability to speak. It's just really something. Very excited. Top of the hour, we're going to be speaking with Tamara Farah. She's the senior advisor for Best Partnerships. Parents know partnerships for parents know best. Uh, I think this event that's coming up Sunday that they're going to tell you about uh, may be sponsored by FreedomWorks. And Lori, uh-oh, I didn't write this very well, Gimmelstein, uh, we'll get that cleared up. The executive director of Colorado Parent Advocacy Network will join us as well. So we'll take a turn when we get to the top of the hour to do that. I also forgot to t- uh, fill in the name of that U.S. Supreme Court case that Ruth Bader Ginsburg approved and that stood for the proposition that that fit parents have the fundamental right to the care and control of their children over others. It's Troxel v. Granville. Troxel. It kept popping into my head Griswold, and it's because I got Jenna Griswold on the brain because she's trying to settle the ongoing case from Judicial Watch where they sued Colorado, gosh, back in 2020, over the incredibly messed up voter rolls that we have here in Colorado, dead people and people who've moved out of the state. And you can you can attribute that again to Eric. Eric, this vote information gathering system with virtually um, no mechanisms for, uh, for cleaning things up. They'll put the same address in three different ways and it can potentially generate three different ballots that go out. It's it's just a very – I would love to – my buddy Matt Crane was on with George Brockler earlier in the week, a former clerk and recorder of Arapo County, literally one of the nicest guys I've ever met. And, uh, um, you know, someone I consider a friend. We could not disagree more. I should get him on. Maybe if I get another fill-in opportunity down the road, we'll spend uh, 20 or 40 minutes debating Eric with Matt. That sounds good. Before we run out of time in this segment, though, let's hear a little bit more from Donald Trump. We've already heard about the largest domestic deportation in history, the Republican Party that's ruled by freaks. And uh, this is very appropriate to the January 6th conversation that we're going to have later in the 5 o'clock hour and maybe on into the 6, the uh, J6 patriots who are rotting in jail right now. The partisan and often corrupt intelligence agencies, the George Soros money machine that spends a lot of money on the prosecutors, by the way. The Antifa thugs who are allowed to roam the streets while we have people that in many cases are great patriots, great, great patriots, saying prayers every night, playing our national anthem every day, and they're sitting in a jail nearby, rotting away, and being treated so unfairly like nobody's probably ever been treated in this country before, except maybe me. And Marjorie, you've been so fantastic on that issue. Where's Marjorie? You've been so fantastic on that issue. And Elise and Matt. And whomever. It's, uh, by the way, he brought up Marjorie Taylor Greene. I ran into, got to spend some time with her and Matt Gates and, and several others at CPAC. It was very interesting, very fascinating. And she is grabbing, um, um, other GOP House members back to visit the January 6th defendants in the D.C. jail. 
And that is really cool. Those folks have to feel so forgotten. And listen, I, you always have to say this. Anyone who committed violence, anyone who tried to injure a cop or did property damage should have a fair trial and face fair and equal justice. But, for instance, this uh, so-called QAnon shaman, Jacob Chansley, sentenced to 41 months. He's the guy in the Viking hat and stuff. Um, what The way he was treated compared to what he actually did, uh, Tucker talks about that quite a bit, and we've got some audio to share with you on that particular issue. The truth about January 6th is coming. The truth about China is coming. And we've got some great guests in the second hour, Tamara Farah and, uh, and Lori Gimmelstein. Stay with us here, 710 KNUS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 